I'm in Discord yeah, multiple times every day. I'm active on Twitter. I've got, you know, whole, you know, holders have got my telegram, you know, I'm accountable. Uh, and I think that has made a real difference. It poses lots of challenges, you know, personally, you know, when you're getting messages and you're on Discord at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night and you've got a young family, et cetera, it is a very different way of doing business, but we just had to do it to be a success. I think we just had to throw ourselves fully into it and absolutely commit. And we are back. Welcome one and all to the Founder Insights Podcast by Animoca Brands. My name is Rich Robinson, entrepreneur in residence at Animoca Brands. And please do that CLS, comment, like, subscribe below. Let's get going, shall we? We have a kick-ass gaming entrepreneur, an OG who has been through many, many cycles of just dev hell and live ops and optimizations. And he's brought all of that scabs and calluses and scar tissue like armor to the web three battle. And he is emerging victorious. Welcome to the pod from Viker Dan Beasley, everybody. Good morning, Rich. Great to be here. Thank you for that. Uh, very kind introduction. Hmm. I think, uh, I, tr I strive to be kind, you know, Gary V talks a lot about like, you know, don't, uh, do any harm and also don't take any shit, but try to be kind along the way. But I wasn't being kind. I was actually being very, very uh, real and just stating the truth. I was like, who are these guys? I met them before at NFT NYC. And it's uh, something really interesting in that gaming is the most difficult consumer app that there is. It's really tough to crack that. So you have to bring all that skills experience uh, to the table. Then you have to learn all of these new things in the web three world. And you guys have made that transition, I would say rather deftly. And, uh, that's, uh, uh, something I would like to peel back. Like, tell me about the latest, greatest about, you know, what's going on right now. And then let's dig a little bit into the, the origin story and your hero's journey, please. Yeah, sure. So where are we today? We are days away from the launch of great coin. It's been, you know, 18 months in the making. Uh, we launched the NFTs back in May on OpenSea. We've had just the most amazing uh, six months. We, we should never have. Amazing. Been absolutely amazing. Yeah, let, let me tell you, uh, you know, we launched the NFTs at possibly the worst time you could ever launch an NFT collection. No volume, no hype, nothing, nothing in the market. But we were super confident with what we had and the proposition that we we're going out with. And we've, we've just managed to strike a chord with the DGENs. And, um, you know, in the, in the last six months, we've, we've just gone from strength to strength. Everything we've done, um, has just seemed to strike a chord with people and, and it's been phenomenal. And, you know, as I say, we're days away from, from great coin launching across multiple, uh, exchanges. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever worked so hard. Mm, wow. That's something because you're definitely a game veteran and. That's a, 
if you've never worked so hard, then you're definitely reaching whole new whole new heights. Man, congratulations! Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to this uh, this grape coin launch, and I've been front row seat at the show, just packing away the popcorn, watching all of the you know uh, drama and just trials, tribulations, and triumphs of uh, of the NFT. Like, tell us t- tell us about some of the, some of that along the way, and like um, tell us about you know sort of the, the the gaming shops that you brought to this and you know how that has come to bear yeah i mean the vision that we've had for grapes from the very start is to create a family-friendly global entertainment ip where the, the roots are in web3 but it transcends web3 ben and i have come from as you've mentioned you know we come from the old school uh, 2003 was when I first got into mobile, and that was back in the days of Java games and ringtones delivered via, delivered via short codes from, from newspaper adverts. Yeah, so I've seen it all. I, I've been there through all the, all the different waves and the ups and downs and the trials and tribulations. Um, but the one thing that we, you know, we had consistently through our, our career is globally recognized IP. Ben was, you know, Leading the charge for Lara Croft, Final Fantasy. I worked on Me- Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, David Beckham, like some amazing, and Mr. Bean, some amazing global brands. And, you know, with Grapes, we wanted to, to do something which appealed up and down the ages. And, you know, we've, we've managed to, to do something which has been, I think, quite unique. We've, we've cracked, you know, time poor, cash rich, 40 year old males. Um, who kind of come into the come into the the, the uh, ecosystem, and they're just passing it around, spreading it to friends, family, children, and it's just going from strength to strength. And, and you know, that's something we've seen previously in our careers, where you, you kind of get into one one person in the family, and then it just spreads like wildfire. Um, you know, Angry Birds was a great inspiration for us, and and that's you know today. 15 years later, my kids are consuming Angry Birds via Netflix and they've got no ideas of the origins. They've got no idea that I paid 69p to play that game. Um, and, and that's, that's what we're trying to do with grapes. And it seems to have really kind of cut through and, and, and struck a chord with, with the Web3 community. Fantastic. You know, you talk about Angry Birds and Rovio is the mothership there. And, uh, I know you know this, but a lot of people don't know that. That game was such a phenomenon, but that was their 52nd game, and their 50, 51 games that preceded that were not phenomenons. They were phenomenally bad, and they, they kept going until they, until they actually cracked it. And then, man, you know that Angry Birds movies? I've watched them with my kids. I have three kids. They're actually quite good. They, they've done a fantastic job at extending the IP, and they really took that core game and turns it into something. And it's really funny you say that because I was talking about grapes and I feel like Web3 needs that. Like, where's the Web3 Angry Birds? Where's that really uh, broad appeal that has something that can be built upon and expanded? And I think you've, you've, done, it, you've done it well. You put the flag in the, in the sand. Thank you. And that's really been very core to our thinking the whole way through this is you know, we, we sat on the sidelines, we, we bought into projects personally and led and looked at what was working, what wasn't working. And Ben and I kind of came to the conclusion that at the time when we were kind of conceiving grapes, 
we we felt that a lot of the NFT projects were very masculine, quite uh, quite heavy art styles, and, and there was you know there was a few projects. You know, if I think about Cool Cats, it, it's very cute, family friendly. Um, but at the time, th- there wasn't too many. Uh, there are more coming into it, but really, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to go mass appeal. We wanted to do something which was fun, colorful, vibrant, and, and you know, with all the things we've learned in our career. To win, it's got to be fun. You've got to have fun. The games have got to be entertaining. And I think, you know, that's something that we're trying to keep, keep with everything that we do, make it fun, make it engaging, and the rest will come. Beautiful. I love that you use the word win because you are in a battle and it is absolutely just brutal battle and you want to win. And I think sometimes, some younger entrepreneurs like, yeah, they'd like to win, but I don't know if they're really thinking about how am I, how am I really going to win this thing? What, what, what's the meta game that's around this? And I think, uh, you guys have made that transition well used kind of all of your wiles and experience and network to be able to position this. Like, like tell us about this kind of like seeding of the ecosystem. Did that help happen intentionally? Was that a little bit more? organically and just kind of like took root and grew on its own or it, we've always had a very clear vision of how we want to execute grapes. Um, some people take the approach of having, you know, a single container app and then putting everything inside it. For example, that was never our intention. Our intention was always to produce a number of different games and build out a franchise. And yeah, we've got some very clear reasons for doing that. If you look at mobile gaming in particular, you know, there's, there's many different categories and genres of gaming, um, and they don't all appeal to a single person. Um, and we felt that if we went for a kind of single wrapper approach, um, we, we wouldn't have as much chance of success. And by producing different games using the same IP in different categories, we can con- constantly innovate. We can constantly try and reach new audiences. So it's been a very deliberate play. There will, you know, we do want to foster kind of cross portfolio adoption as we move on and take people from one game to another. And there's some very obvious uh, games which kind of feed into each other. Um, but for us, you know, building out this wide and varied ecosystem, you know, we've started on mobile because that's our core kind of core background. But in three days' time, we're launching a full Roblox Grape Island experience and, and taking it into Roblox. Next year, you know, is going to be incredible. We'll be in Steam. We'll be all over. We're going into lots of different places and just taking the Grape's IP across as many different uh, platforms and arenas as possible. Absolutely core to, to the growth of what we're doing here at Grape's. Fascinating. You know, your IP DNA really informs this strategy. And if you think about it, you would take Lara Croft, you would take Beckham, you would take, you know, any of the, you know, Angry Birds, and you would take that IP and bring them across games, bring them across merchandise, bring them across the uh, uh, movies, TVs, whatever else. And that makes total sense. But and, and to break those down into NFTs so that they become something that's interoperable and uh, something that 
has, you know, provenance and, and, and ownership that, that really makes a lot of sense, but it's actually, uh, it seems it's, it's a risk to be able to just launch the, it was, it's almost like launching angry birds first before <laughs> angry birds and just basically launching NFTs around just the birds and hoping that you can get people excited and then say, wow, now watch these games, the merch, the movies. And, um, it's a, it's a really, in, in, in retrospect, it seems very logical. Like, oh, wow, you did it, right? But very, uh, very smart and simple, but definitely not easy. No, not, it hasn't been easy. Hasn't been easy at all. It's been a complete, uh, you know, I'm 20 odd years experience now in working in business and, and, and industry. And this has been a, a complete kind of culture shift for me personally to, to operate in a very, very different way. Um, we made some very core decisions very quickly that Ben and I were going to put ourselves in the shop window. And, you know, I think too many people historically in web three have kind of hidden behind right. PFPs. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've always put myself in the shop window. I, whenever I've done business, meeting people face to face and getting up on stage, talking to people, I've done that my whole career. So. For Web3, you know, and, and our move with Grapes, we did that from the get-go. And and that's really, really helped us as well, I think, in, in this journey. People can see us, they can hear us, they can they can see and feel the vision of, of what we've got. And uh, yeah, you know, kind of going first with the NFTs. We wanted to build a cool audience of super fans. If you can mobilize a big, well, a, a good group of super fans and, and you know, we've got Tens of thousands of people there across, you know, our, our Twitter, Telegram, Discord, etc. They are, they will champion everything we do and, and help us take it out into the masses. And I think if you can mobilise that amount of people, it really helps you kind of start that cut through into the mainstream, and that's the next step for us. Beautiful, yeah. People talk about getting that core community and then having them help to inform and grow the whole you know ip and shape of it but to, but to have them really accrue the value as as everything grows i mean angry birds rovio billions and billions of dollars in revenue and we haven't seen that quite yet outside of pfp projects that you know uh of course punks and you know apes and you know azuki a, a, a few others right but within this th this really could be one of you know, the first if not kind of the you know standard about how to actually create and accrue value across all the stakeholders and then once once we actually see that that's going to be a game changer yeah absolutely and a little and game industry changer game industry changer i heard that first you, you heard that first there yeah no I, I hope so I, I hope this is a new you know we want this to be a new way of doing business i i see this as a it, you know i think so the gaming industry has been a very one-way street it's studio makes games pushes it out and, and tries to get as much value back from from their players this for us is it's a much more uh it's a much more two-way street of kind of, of creating the ip growing the ip the more successful we become the more the more i can reward back the the kind of core community and they're on the journey with us and i think they find it as exciting as we do you know our discord We've never gated it. It's completely open. We were completely anti kind of doing that in the first place. I've, 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 been, I've been in there. Yeah. 
It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, it uh, uh, but it's fantastic. And, and you know, we've got we've got holders who have been with us from the very very start, and they're sitting on incredible returns. But they're still with us. They they don't want to get out. They want to go with us on the journey. And like, here's the thing: is that we talk about it at Animoca Brands a lot. Three point four billion gamers, and they're very very comfortable with virtual items. And they're a lot of them are crypto holders, and they're so young, and they're so like, where's this value coming from for Web three? Like, it's already there. There's a gigantic rushing five grade torrent with tens, hundreds of billions of dollars of revenue, and now. For the first time, we can really see. I mean, we saw it a little bit with Sky Mavis and Axie Infinity, but you know that was that was something that was not quite as sustainable. But you know, I had Jiho on the podcast, and now they're, they're, they're they hit the reset button and they're creating a platform. And I think that's also going to be super um, exciting in in the future as well, too. Of course, there's going to be multiple winners, but man, they're like the early adopters of grapes. Like they're going to be shouting from the rooftops about how well they've done, and it's not just some sort of community that's all holding it's there's once you open up all these channels roblox steam that mobile channel that you know how to monetize so well then that's going to really show people like oh that's what it's meant for the value accruing across the whole platform yeah absolutely I, and you know what we're talking about right now is just the kind of digital aspects of grapes and the ambitions for grapes extends far beyond just digital can can you can you can you share? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're deep into uh, planning for 2024 in terms of what grapes is going to look like in terms of physical um, and where we're going to go with that. And obviously, you know, the, the kind of current or one of the current matters is plushies and toys with you know with with the great work that, that they've been doing at Pudgy Penguins and Walmart, etc. Um, and you know, some other projects have, have kind of gone down that route as well. We may go down that route with plushes. I don't think you know, that may not be the first place that we start, but we are already in, you know, the, the kind of later stages of concept concepts and planning and looking at tooling, et cetera. Um, because, you know, I want grapes and Ben wants grapes in your houses physically as well as digitally uh, and, and putting it into places and working with partners that, that can kind of supercharge what we're doing as well. And I think you know, doing that, again, adds another layer of, of excitement for the community and, and shows just how far we can take this. Fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, you and Ben's journey these last couple of decades and what, what sort of led you to this big culture shift? Yeah, so Ben and I, we first started working together in London in 2003 at a mobile tech startup. And that, and that mobile tech startup, the most innovative thing they were doing were SMS shortcodes for Pop Idol. Um, so you could vote people on and off uh, talent competitions when, when they were going through through the roof. Um, and we've, we've remained in touch. Our careers have kind of, kind of crossed at, at different points. We don't actually live too far away from each other. Our families are similar ages, so there's always been that kind of personal crossover as well. But um, he would say this, I would say that you know we we haven't been friends, but we've been you know we've been acquaintances. Um, and he went off to Square Enix, where he got the dream job. He, he did an indie game, 
at the start of the, the growth of the iPhone, did an indie game, and they approached him to do a publishing deal. As part of that publishing deal, he actually ended up becoming their global head of mobile and taking Final Fantasy, Lara Croft, Mini Ninjas, Championship Manager, taking them to mobile, free to play for the first time. Um, so, I mean, like when you talk about dream jobs, if you're into gaming, that's, that's probably right up there. He did that for, for a number of years, built the London studio, the Montreal studio, the Copenhagen studio. I went off and, and um, started my mobile development agency and started to work with people like Endemol, um, Sony, and we started to take TV formats onto mobile for the first time. So who wants to be a millionaire? Mr. Bean. At the time, I think he had over a billion fans on Facebook and was the biggest fictional character. Uh, and the most exported TV show in the world ever, fact. Um, and both he and I had huge success, 500 million plus downloads between us. And then we kind of got to this point where he was ready to do something kind of a bit smaller than Square. I was ready to, to stop kind of working for clients and wanted to go direct to, to consumer. And it was the perfect time for us to, to kind of come together uh, and take everything that Ben had, had learned around game design and uh, working with within a massive studio and everything that I'd got in terms of scaling and engaging with with audiences and we brought it together and that that was the, the right time for us beautiful yeah beautiful combo yeah wow. yeah and it, we, we, we complement each other really well he's I know what he's good at I know what he's weak at he knows what I'm good at I know and he knows what I'm weak at and we don't yeah, although I'll tell him what I think the game should do, uh, because everyone's a game designer, aren't they? Uh, um, that we tend to just kind of complement each other quite well and, and, and operate you know, very well as a duo. How long has it been now? Um, since 2019. Ah, right. So you guys are very well acquainted with each other now. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. You guys, yes. <laughs> yeah. We've gone through you know, the COVID era and we've come out of the COVID area era and, and entered the web three era. So we, we've gone through a couple of iterations of, of our relationship already. And tell us about that gear shift into web three. Yeah. So I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, I think, but, you know, personally, Ben and I have been, you know, trading little bits of crypto since 17, 18, I think it is. So we, we'd seen a little bit of the kind of, kind of uh, culture around it, if you like. When we decided to really go full in on Web3, we made a very conscious decision to personally invest into different projects. You know, some were great, some were rugs, you know, everything that you expect in the space. But we did that with the intention of trying to learn. And I think, you know, the one thing that I've really learned is, you know, I always look at kind of what's next and what people are doing and what I think I can learn from there and what I think I can add to it. Um, so coming into to Web3, we'd observed, we'd, we'd watched, but it, a massive kind of culture shift for me and Ben in the way that we do business. I mentioned earlier, put yourself in the shop window. You know, straight away, we doxed ourselves and, uh, um, and, and went very public. And so this is us. You can check us out. You can see everything about us. We're, we're, we're on LinkedIn. We're on articles, all this kind of stuff. Um, but that's been a, a very different way of operating. Um, you know, Web3 communities, they always want it, they always want it today. Um, 
And that's something we've had to learn to kind of deal with and, and make sure that we deliver what we say we're going to do. And, and again, I think there's too many false promises and too many false hopes delivered by founders in this space. And everything we've said we would do, we've done. And I think that's been a real key learning for us is that you have to be, you, you have to do what you say you're going to do if you want to continue to build the trust, build the brand um, and bring your community on the journey with you. That, that's been one of my key learnings through all of this. Fantastic. Yeah, it seems very trite and simple, but it's so true. It's so difficult to execute as well sometimes. It's so difficult. It is. And, and you didn't have that kind of screw. Like maybe after a game launch and there was a patch or an upgrade or maybe some kind of you know new uh, type of game that was coming out, the community would be tough uh, around uh, around the developer. But this is really a completely different animal. It's like you have your community of, of players. You have the, you know, all your investors, you have all of your kind of like the press as well too. And you have some other kind of like web three uh, layer of intensity, you know, slathered across that. So the community really does uh, fuel things, but man, they are definitely, it's, it's a the, talk about fuel that, that fuel can catch fire um, and be really, really burn you. Right. So you, so you have to basically, you know, you, you really, really have to uh, like deftly maneuver around it and, and make sure you know what you're doing. Yeah, you do. It, but you have to live it as well. I think that's what I've found is that, you know, I'm in discord yeah, multiple times every day. I'm active on Twitter. I've got, you know, whole, you know, Holden's have got my telegram, you know, I'm accountable. Uh, and I think that has made a real difference. It poses lots of challenges, you know, personally, you know, when you're getting messages and you're on Discord at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night and you've got a young family, et cetera, it is a very different way of doing business, but we just had to do it to be a success. I think we just had to throw ourselves fully into it and absolutely commit. Love it. Fantastic. What are, what are some of the other lessons that you've learned kind of along the way uh, moving into this brave new Web3 world? I mean, for me, being authentic has just been absolutely key to it. I haven't tried to adopt some persona of a person that I'm not. I'm too old to do that. I can only be me. And I think I've just had to that that's that's been one of the key key learnings for me is just being authentic and, and backing myself. Um, but those are the two two things. Having conviction. Sometimes you know along the way, we've made announcements, we've put things out which not everybody likes, and at those points you could kind of real you know kind of pull back and change direction. And I think. You know, that there is this balance in Web3 of the community wants you to do X, but sometimes you have to do what you, what you know and what you believe is right. And, and, you know, staying true to your convictions, staying, staying true to the convictions that you've got, um, again, has been something that we've been quite strong with um, as part of this journey. 
Fantastic. I'd like to peel back that authenticity because you really, you know, open something up. It's not just about being transparent because I'm not doxxed. I am who I am, but you're really engaging in a way that's really your true self and you're creating these relationships. So, you know, I teach a course on entrepreneurship and I had uh, the founder of a company called Yoku, which is like the YouTube of China. And he told a story, which was he made sure he flew his board in on a, on a Thursday night to have a, um, a board meeting in another city. And they had dinner on Thursday night, board meeting all day Friday. And then every Saturday they would go golfing or they would do something else. And he said it took them years and years and years, but they built relationships with each other and they built relationships with him. And finally he sold the company for billions to Alibaba and it all worked out, right? But building that relationship, because in a way the whole, the, the other part that I forgot to add, in addition to the community being your biggest advocates and your players and your you know, PR company and your shareholders. They're also your board in many ways as well, too. You know, eventually with governance tokens and the way they vote. So, you know, having that relationship, that authenticity is not, you know, uh, a nice to have. It's a, it's a need to have. You really have to be very vulnerable and true and just connected to the community. And in some ways, a lot of people are not ready to do that. Like the people that have the skill set that you have, to be able to build the games well, probably just couldn't be bothered or don't want to get involved in that, right? So it's actually it's actually quite quite interesting. Yeah, and, and it's you know it's not easy to kind of open yourself up in that way when you're used to operating in a kind of web two kind of two point zero kind of world where you know you'd meet your shareholders every quarter, you'd put a PowerPoint up and you're talking through the highlights and the lowlights and I, I, and that was the way that we did we and the way that I've done business for twenty years. So to kind of change and and, and to do it like this, and and the, and the community was kind of handled by support. And you know, once in a while, you might talk to a you know gamer to get some information, but it wasn't like they were like we weren't chatting with them at eleven p.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> no, 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 you're not. Yeah, and, and I I think you know we have done a really good job of, as I say, being authentic, building those relationships. Our community understands that we're very focused, we're very driven, we want to make this into an absolutely phenomenal global IP. But at the same time, they understand us as humans and they get our humor, they get get the fun side of us. Mm. Can, can Can you share an example of that? Because I think that's something that I feel like humor is something that is one of the best ways for people to connect, but I feel like it's so missing in companies and especially, and it's, it's, it's a little bit tricky and it's a little bit scary and it can kind of go wrong, but you know, I, I can tell that you have a good sense of humor from talking to you. Right. And it's part of your being. And that's, a, that's another, that's another unfair advantage that you have in a way. It's like, I'm, I'm going to be myself, but I'm going to connect with you. Can you share something? Yeah, a, a really good example is, you know, Ben and I will go into our Discord frequently and we'll go in together um, and we'll kind of wrestle each other. And, you know, Ben and I have got a very good kind of uh, relationship in, in terms of the, the humor. It's a very similar level. Um, but we, we've done that we, and we've done it from the start on our Discord AMAs, our Twitter spaces. Um, so people within the community have actually heard the kind of the banter 
like horrible word, but they've heard that between us. No, it's beautiful. The repartee, right? Like if you listen to the all, all in podcast, there's like four guys and they're all kind of like giving each other a hard time and self-deprecating. But, you know, but you can tell they love and respect each other, but it's like so entertaining. And then you feel like you're a part of that. Yeah. And I think that's what we, we've done. I mean, there was a great, uh, actually, I think back to, it was probably June or July time. Ben went away uh, for a week in Italy and we did the AMA on the Friday afternoon and he was like big enough the fact that he got a week off and that, you know, it, it was, he was making a bit of fun and big deal of it. Anyway, he's away in Italy and I think we went from 0 0.5 to 1 ETH uh, and it just pumped whilst he was away. Um, and it was just buzzing because everyone was like, Ben just needs to go away. And Ben, Ben, Ben's in Discord. He pops up. I was like, you need to come in. And he comes in and pops into Discord. And he's like, guys, this is what happens when I go away. Everyone's just like, stay in Italy, stay in Italy. Um, and right now, I mean, that joke kind of continues all the way through the community. It's like the token Beautiful. with the token launch that's coming up. It's like, is Ben going to be in Italy? So you're damn right. He is. <laughs> <laughs> that's got that's got to be part of the treasury to just send ben yeah yeah off you go sardinia can we get ben on the inaugural flight to mars i i don't want this token to go to the moon i want it to go to mars and i want ben to go with it absolutely and there's a few of these there's a few of these moments where the humor and the fun side have kind of come through and they've stuck in moments and people refer back to them and i think you know, people love those you know, moments in, in life, whether it's birthdays or special holidays or events, et cetera. And that is kind of, you know, that's happened not by design, by accident, but it's, it's for the benefit of what we're doing. Yeah, it just comes out through your relationship with each other and your kind of like natural essence. And it's, it's, uh, it's terrific. So that, you know, I was, I was talking about you guys. I'm like, wow, like we need these veteran game developers to, develop stuff but can they actually figure out web3 and you know like th that's a or, or do they even want to and like it's uh it's amazing like it's it's really i'm i'm super excited there, there's going to be you know 10 million you know mau mobile game and, and and why why can't it be you guys and the rest and the rest i mean i i want i want more than yeah we, we want more than 10 million yeah yeah Sure, sure, sure. But but to crack crack that milestone in in Web three, and then and then just keep going all the way to Mars. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's great. Excellent. Hey, Dan, I really appreciate you carving out the time. I'm uh, I'm I'm pumped. I'm uh, no not investment advice, but I got whitelisted for you know the the the, the token Gravecoin. So I'm I'm pretty psyched about that, and uh, you know all the best with that, and uh, to uh, to be continued. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you. Wow. Kaboom town. I mean, come on. Those guys are absolute OG veterans in the mobile and gaming space. And I love what they've crafted and built up with this Grapes community. I'm really, really pumped to watch the future there. Please, CLS, comment, like, subscribe below, and we will see you at the next Founder Insights podcast by Animal Cabrans. Thank you. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered as financial advice. Any opinions provided in this podcast reflect the views of the speakers only.